Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, the hockey season is slowly crawling to a start. That's right. I feel like we're limping through the off season. It's just been like we're we're Kaiser Soze, just like limping down yep. the street at the end. I'm waiting for it to change into a brisk walk. All we have are pictures of Patrick Marlowe at the airport. <laughs> That's all we have. And we have a full newspaper article, so or an ad saying right. goodbye. Classy. Sure. Yeah. It's like getting a giant breakup note. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because, you know, I read TSN. I know you do. I know a lot of our listeners do. And since he signed in Toronto, I have not seen the front page of TSN without a Patrick Marlowe story. Hey. Every Few days, there is a Patrick Marlowe story. We know how much he loves the spotlight, so <laughs> you better learn to love I it. I wish him well, dude. Dude, this is a little off topic, but we're talking about TSN. And have you noticed or have you checked out this new website, The Athletic? Have you been following this? No, what is this? There's this new website, dude, called The Athletic, and I'm not promoting it. I just think it's interesting that so many of these ESPN cast offs and former TSN reporters, they seem to be collecting this like all star team of media. Tim Kawakami left the Mercury News, uh, Marcus Thompson. It's a subscription-based uh, news outlet, basically, for for sport. Okay. Uh, Mike's looking it up. I'm, this is the first time I'm visiting this URL, yeah. theathletic.com. And you have to pay, like, a subscription. And they've got some great writers on here. I mean, you know, you've got Katie Strang. You've got Justin Bourne. You've got, you know, some good hockey people. Pierre Lebrun is caught on here. I think Craig Custance. Wow, so they've all left LeBron and Cus- I know well, Le- LeBron got uh, he got whacked. He got whacked by ESPN. You know, but Michael Russo, Tyler Dello, yeah. I mean, they they've they, Ken Rosenthal is now part of this. I, I'm asking, as a sports fan, dude, would you pay? Would we? When's the last time you had to pay to read written content? Oh, I pay to read written content. Do you really want to know what I pay for to read written content? Because it's slightly, it's embarrassing. Well, okay, no, for sports? Not, no, not for sports. Well, because I, I subscribe. Well, I subscribe to the digital hockey news. You do? I do. I don't. Well, that's that's why you lose the uh, Vegas bet every year. Maybe this year. is why I lose the Vegas bet every year. Just, that, I just pay for the New Yorker. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, but that's that's a magazine. I, I know. Dude. I, I know. mean, like you know, I I get magazine subscriptions. I'm just wondering. I'm curious what the listeners think. Has anybody yeah. tried this out? I mean, you look. There's Jeremy Rutherford. I mean, there's yeah. they they've kind of uh, collected a who's who of Michael Russo sports writers yeah. to cover these teams in the NHL. So, uh, would you continue to just take in the free content that is in your Apple News app, or are you going to be tempted? To subscribe to this, dude. Eight bucks a month. Eight bucks a month. Or you can get four bucks if you pay a year ahead. I mean, that seems to be around the subscription price of stuff. Yeah. It, that seems to be the model. I, I I believe in paying for content, right? I mean, we're digressing here, but like people say, if if you're not paying for anything... Then you are the product, right? I mean, that's really how how it all works. Yeah. So I, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, dude. I'm certainly not categorically against paying. It. Sure. If anybody is uh, 
checking this out and wants to share their opinions with uh, our entire listenership of two, <laughs> feel free to tweet at us or send us an email. I'm just kind of curious before I pony up the bucks uh, what the dealio is here. Seven-day free trial. Dude, seven-day free trial, dude. We should get free subscriptions after all this plugging. We should. And I didn't mean for it to be a plug. I have <laughs> I no idea if the content's any good or not. Maybe it Anyways, sucks. Dude. We've got some stuff to talk about. We're we're beginning our shark season preview today, and uh, we'll be talking about some rumors, and then we'll also be talking about an article that a friend of the podcast, Mr. Kevin Kurz, mm-hmm. wrote on CSN Bay Area. He's still there. He has not jumped for the athletic. Not yet. Ripping the sharks. Yes. Not, uh, not fl- well... I don't know if I'd say his analysis sharks lack of off season change is perplexing. That's what, uh, I take it as a minor rip, a tear, a tiny, a tiny tear, a ribbing, a paper cut mm-hmm. at the sharks off season plan. I mean, this is it in a nutshell here. The sharks lost a major offensive piece in Patrick Marlowe. This is Kevin Cruz's words. And to this point have made no notable trains or free agent acquisitions to try and bolster their roster. Accurate? Absolutely accurate. Which continues to get older and seem to have some holes up front. Accurate? Yes. Sure, they have a strong defense core led by Brent Burns and Mark Edward Vlasic. Accurate. Of course. And goalie Martin Jones is about as steady as they come. Mostly accurate. Somewhat accurate. But they lack weapons at forward. Accurate. Of course. An offense that finished 10th out of 14 in the Western Conference in goals per game has, on paper, only gotten worse since the team's first round playoff exit in April. None of that is disputable. Correct. So uh, the other part of this article that I thought was interesting, one high-ranking member of another team recently told me that he kept waiting for the other shoe to drop when it came to the Sharks roster. And he says, that makes two of us. So when Patrick Marlowe left, I went on record on the podcast and said it is going to be inexcusable for the Sharks not to replace him Mm -hmm. with a proven NHL commodity if they are selling us the brand of Sharks contending for the Stanley Cup, which I think I expect them, Doug Wilson, I say them, Doug Wilson and Peter Bohr to sit there at training camp and tell us that. Right, and that's what Kurz predicates his argument on as well. That's his first paragraph. He fully expects Doug Wilson and Pete DeBoer to say that they will make a run for the Stanley Cup this year. Right. That, that's, that's the fulcrum of the argument, right? That everything hinges on that fact, that they are expecting, or they're going to come out and say, we are going to be contending for the Stanley Cup this year. Is that really going to happen? No. I don't... I mean... Is it going to happen that they're going to say we're contending for the Stanley Cup? I'm not even sure that's going to happen. I think they're going to. I think they're going to say that. I think they're going to imply that. How could they? Then the first question would: How could you say that given this team was 10th out of 14th in scoring and lost 27 goals in Patrick well, Marlowe? Will you be there to ask that question? Jared? I might. I might. Okay. And then I'll get barred. You can work for the Athletic and, and then I'll get, cover the Sharks. Then I'll get banned, dude. You wouldn't get banned? That's a fair question. That is not fake news, dude. That is a fair question, I think. That's my question. And their response is going to be, we expect to get that production from our young players. That's right. That's exactly what they are going to say. That's that's their plan right now. Now, I think it's fair that Kurz says that 
The season hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. There's still several weeks for them to make a move. Things happen during training camp. This doesn't mean that the Sharks will enter the season with this roster. But I think they will. <laughs> I think they will. I think they will. And that's putting a lot of responsibility on Timo Meyer, on Tomas Hurdle, who is still... I mean, this is... This is... Make it happen or mm-hmm. get off the pot for right. hurdle this year. That's right. Health wise and production wise. Because I mean he's he's out of contract, I think, soon, right, dude? That's look. I mean, I, I think he is due yeah, he's an RFA. If he and the Sharks are expecting for him to be a focal point of this franchise's future and he can't stay healthy and produce, how can the Sharks make a long term financial commitment to him? They can't. They won't. Right. So this is a big deal. Can he be the hurdle of three years ago? Can he be that exciting playmaking guy that can create his own shot, create his own goal? He hasn't been able to do that the last year or two. Yeah. It's because, a, of, because of injuries, knee injuries. Sure. It, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of questions. So I'm disappointed that, that is the message I think that is going to be coming out. I side with Kurz on this. I think that, you know, the Sharks, if they're going to say this is the direction, then they should have made an effort to acquire a not an over the hill veteran. I don't want Yager, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, not looking for I don't see Lee why. Stepniak to have his 16th, you know, home purchase here. Right. But to get a veteran forward in the player I've said multiple times is James Neal, who would be out of contract at the end of the year. He's in his, I think, late 20s, early 30s, a proven 30 goal scorer. Yes. And add him to the core of this late 20s, early 30s team. It's more like early to mid 30s now, getting closer. Right. Well, I mean, that that's still, I mean, you know, not over the hill. I mean, you know. No, no. But if you add another piece in that age bracket, that makes sense. If you're adding a piece that is like irresponsible, like signing Patrick Marlowe to three years for this team, yeah. irresponsible move. Right, I'm glad right. they didn't do it. Yes, me too. Here's, but they didn't do anything to to even maintain the status quo. Here's the, here's the problem, dude. Right? Certainly the one name that's still the other shoe, another shoe that is still dangling in the air is Matt Duchesne. Right, that's the name. Still not been traded. Everybody thinks he's going to be traded. So, assuming if we use Matt Duchesne or James Neal as a stand-in for the kind of player that the Sharks would want to get, the question has to be: What could the what could the Sharks possibly offer in order for a team to want to get rid of a player like that? We don't have a lot of great young players because we have all these young players that can't seem to make. The roster on a steady basis. We've mentioned four of them already. We have some question marks in Tomash Hurdle. Certainly, Mikel Bonker's a question mark. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about Jonas Donskoy, another question mark. Barkley Goodrow, we don't even know if he's going to be in the Sharks organization. I think this year is his last year, one way or another. That way, he's either going to be on the team or he's going to be gone. Yeah, I, I think we were on to something last year with our theory about Goodrow. It, it, I think they were intentionally holding him back last year so that he would not meet 
the game's requirement to be exposed. I hope that's true. Because he didn't demonstrate, I mean, his other, his NHL stints were not miserable. Not at all. So I think he is going to be a factor on this team uh, on the bottom six. I think he's going to be playing. But here's my question remains, though, dude. To get James Neal, what are you going to offer them? Joel Ward? I mean, they're not no, going to take Joel dude, Ward. Well, okay, well, first of all, let's talk about Duchesne. We do not have the pieces to make that no, happen. No, we don't. If they were unwilling to trade him for the rumored scenarios that were bandied about with Nashville, you know, then we have nothing close to that. Yeah. Nothing close to that. So um, either they're going to have to lower their expectations, which they shouldn't. They should just keep Duchesne. I guess. If that's going to be the the strategy, I don't know what Vegas is doing. I I mean I've been critical of them this summer. I think their plan to stockpile D and now they're left standing there with like nine or ten NHL defensemen on their roster has backfired, backfired in their face. They don't have a lot of scoring. Right. I guess they're so going to So why be, would they train James Neal Because then? they think they want to suck. They want to be <laughs> awful. So, But how do you cement in a new franchise in a city when your team is balls and balls on purpose? So that you can the, say to them, we're going to be good in four or five years. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Sure. I think, you know... You want when, people to pay 60, dude, 70 bucks Sharks, a ticket for five Jose years? The Sharks were horrible their first day. They were so bad. They were. They, we didn't care. We yeah. went, we had a great time at the Cow Palace. Yeah, we watched Dale Craigwell. At the Cow Palace, we, we had a great time. We did do that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I don't think people are going to care, mm-hmm. first okay. of all, yeah. that, that the team is not good. Like, I think that they just are going to be excited to have a team and to have a direction. So for James Neal, I think the Sharks could offer a younger player that, Maybe I'm not saying they should do this, but like, would they be interested in uh, uh, Dylan Gambrel, the Denver center? Right. I don't know. I mean, people seem to be pretty high on him. Would 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 we even entertain that? Would they want a Jeremy Roy or Wah? For a thirty goal score, you're going to have to give them more than this. Well, then you then you give them two of those people you or give whatever. Them two of those people and a pick, and they're going to want a player. Well, we're giving them two players, dude. Yeah, two players that have never, dude. I I don't know the, I, the, the trades that I've seen them make. They haven't gotten much at all. I mean that the, the return for some of these, like Mark Mathot, was for like a 2020 second. Yeah, like a top four defenseman. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Like, I mean, I think if you're the Sharks, you could have a staring match with them and say, we're interested, but we're not going to give you one of our best young players. We'll give you futures for this. I, I, I understand that. And I understand Kurz and you saying that the Sharks should make a hockey trade here, get a player to get better in scoring. I get that. What I don't understand is two things. One... The Sharks will have to further mortgage future in order to get said player, whoever it is, James Neal or somebody else. You're going to have to get rid of more first and second round draft picks of which the Sharks don't have a ton to begin with. You're going to have to get rid of good young players of which the Sharks don't have a ton to begin with in order to get a 28 to 30 year old player that probably, in all honesty, won't put the Sharks over the top. Is this really the direction we want the team to go? I guess what I'm saying is I don't want the Sharks to tell me that I'm buying a Lamborghini when it's a Yugo. 
Yeah, I, to me, the, the, the biggest thing that I would not want is exactly what Kerr said in his first paragraph. General Manager Doug Wilson and Head Coach Pete DeBoer will both proclaim that the team is still in win-now mode. I don't want that to happen. That's it's going to happen. You're going to hear it. That's the part I don't want. You're going to hear that in a week, dude. Be ready for it because that's what they're going to say. And mm-hmm. that's what their actions are showing. They extended they extended veteran players, you know, with the intention on keeping them. They extended good players because that's what good teams do is you extend good players. You or don't just you let know, everybody walk. No, but no, of course sense. you don't let them walk. But at some time you have to recognize Either you need to reload appropriately to continue to be competitive, which I don't think they've done. They did it. They did it two years ago, the year that we went right. to the Cup. They did a good job of right. that. Right. This year, they haven't done anything. They've just sat back. Their actions are saying, we're not going to contend. Right. That's good. That's not going to be what they're going to say. Well, I don't and, care. And I'll believe it. Then, you know, I thought Fear the Finn wrote a nice article Uh I'm talking about Chris Tierney's usage. Right. I would like to see Chris Tierney on a regular power play shift, please. So we can assess what the hell he's capable of. Because we've seen some pretty nifty offensive skill. If he's just grinding out 11 minutes on the fourth line, how do we know? I mean, we know what Joe does. He stands on the boards and passes the puck. Can we see something else? Yeah. I love Joe, you know? Right. Right. But can we see a different look? I totally agree. I think we've talked about this in other shows. I I am 100% in agreement with you, dude. I think everything that we want to happen is happening. The one thing that's not going to happen is them saying that we're going to rebuild. Is that really bad? If they they end up rebuilding and they just say that we're (laughs) going for the cup, is that really that bad (laughs) of a problem? Okay, but this is... If they just... If they said that... And like with a little wink, wink. yeah, you know, That's and problem. we understood the wink and their actions followed through with the other plan. I'm cool with that. I don't think that's going to be what's going to happen, dude. I, I fear that the Sharks are going to continue to stifle young players minutes that will in the bank and Meyer and Goudreau and Sorensen and Tierney have bumps in the road. There will be the continuous back and forth between the Barracuda as they try and find the right mix. I would rather let those guys play 70 games and figure it out and let them play meaningful shifts and stop. If they're, if we're not winning, which I mean, come on, everybody, we know Mike and I want the sharks to win. Of course. We want the sharks to go to the Stanley cup. We're just trying to be a little realistic here. And the last time we felt like we were being a little realistic, we made it to the Stanley cup. Finals. <laughs> Let's get on over to that. Right. Dude? Right. Dude. But, <laughs> but like if, if Mikel Bodker is laying a big steamer again, dude, mm-hmm. then don't play him. Right. Yeah. Play. Don't Kevin, play him. Play Kevin LeBanc. Play Kevin LeBanc 18 minutes. Yes. And when he has a bad game, don't punish him. Play him again for 18 minutes and put him in the same situation and let him learn from his mistakes. And coach him up. I don't think Pete DeBoer is wired like that, dude. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he is wired to try and win, and he's going to ride his veteran players all the way into the ground. This is year three scenario that we saw in New Jersey. I'm fearful. I, I hold the same fears, dude. But it's funny because we think they're going to say one thing and all of their actions show they're actually going in a different direction. The question is, where do they really want to go? And we're going to learn a lot 
soon, based on a rumor that's out there, that was put out there, wrote about by Fear the Fin, that the Sharks are one of the teams that are contemplating signing veteran defenseman Cody Franson to a one-year deal. If the Sharks do that, that is sending a different message, dude. Yes. That is... And I don't even have a problem with Cody Franson as a player. I really don't. I have no problem with Cody Franson. If he was yeah. on the team, I wouldn't have a problem. Sh- the problem is the message that it sends, as you just said. Yeah. I mean, he is his Schlemko-ish, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, like, fine. actually more accomplished than David Schlemko. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, in terms of an NHL player. But his presence will make it much more difficult for Dylan DeMello, for Tim Heed, <laughs> Heed, yeah. for Joachim Ryan. Right. To take that regular sixth defenseman spot that I think the Sharks were giddy to give up by losing Schlemko. They didn't want to lose Paul Martin. They didn't want to lose Brendan Dillon. So if they sign Cody France, we've got the cap space. Cap space is not an issue, everybody. No, it's not. Well, the Sharks right now, at least according to Cap Friendly, have 19 players on the roster, which is two under a normal active roster. But that does not include Timo Meyer. Danny O'Regan, uh, Kevin LeBanc, uh, doesn't or Barkley Goodrow, or Joachim Ryan, yeah, or, or Tim Heed. So, so at the and no, none of these guys make more than a million dollars. So as you said, dude, uh, right now the Sharks have about eight million dollars in cap space, almost nine, and they could easily fill out the active roster with players that are not listed currently and and feel the team. Absolutely no problem. They probably could take on three, four, five, even six million dollars of cap hit. We don't really want them to do that, especially if it's Yaramir Yager, but they do have the ability to sign a player like Cody Franson. Right. Which again, it, it muddies the message. It it, it, does. You know, it does. Signing Cody Franson tells me that they're looking for another veteran to try to push themselves towards the playoffs. Right. And it may very well do that, which I don't know if it's in this team's best interest. No. But um, I don't know, dude. There's It'll be an interesting couple of weeks to see if there's a hockey trade out there for the Sharks. You know, I mean, I would have thought those kinds of things don't usually happen in camp. But, you know, we talked about the idea of, you know, can you... Can you flip one of the Sharks' regular players for a regular player on another team? That Ryan Johansson, Seth Jones type of move that made both those teams better. Yeah. And the Sharks haven't done that. I don't know if they've investigated it, but they haven't found the fit or are not interested in doing it. And I think Doug Wilson sometimes can overvalue his own players. Right. That seems to be the knock. I don't know, you know, who are the regular players are available? Not too many. Well, I, I think I know who I, we've talked about Logan it. Couture. I think it's Logan Couture. It's not that Logan Couture is a bad player. I wouldn't mind seeing a different look. Mm-hmm. Now, we know he was the best player on the Sharks on their Stanley Cup run. Mm-hmm. There's no arguing that. And he destroyed his face yes. for the team last year. And still destroyed, apparently. But I think that you can... I think he struggles defensively sometimes. And 
is not a great face-off player. Yeah, there's that there's that problem. And I wondering what it would look like with a different player. I'm just I don't know. I think it's sometimes you have to change things up instead of stubbornly throwing out the same thing. It'll be interesting, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean you said we were going to talk about what D and goaltenders. Yeah, today, we can do a little roster preview of D and goaltenders. I mean, I think it's pretty easy. The goaltender spots are fairly well solidified unless Aaron Dell has a miserable camp. The Sharks are in a pretty good spot in terms of having Troy Grosnick under contract. Yep. One of the best goaltenders on the HL level last year. They've got good coverage there. Uh, Grosnick unproven, but Dell certainly proved last year that he is a above average NHL backup in a limited sample size. That's right. So there's absolutely nothing to complain about in terms of goalies for the no, Sharks. No, definitely not. And and the certainly the top five D are very well established. We have Burns, Martin, Vlasic, Braun, and Dylan all under contract, all making over $3 million a year. The sixth right now is Dylan DeMello, only making $650,000 a year. Will be a RFA after this coming season. He's 24 years old. It's He's at that point in his career where... He needs to under he it needs to be understood if is he a guy that could be a Brendan Dillon, a five, six slotted guy that can play for you every night? Or is he gonna be the seventh guy that plays twenty games a year because David Schlemko gets hurt or the coaches are mad at him, right? Yeah. Is Dylan DeMello unless they sign Cody Franson, will have every opportunity to make this team because he certainly has the inside track over some of these AHL guys like Heed and Ryan, who are he does not actually. He is older than Dylan Demello is. Ryan is twenty four, the way Dylan Demello is. So, but it's his job to lose. The question is, the coaches probably have seen enough of Dylan Demello to really understand whether they want him or not. And I think certainly the Cody Franzen signing or not will be an indication of that confidence level. If they sign Cody Franzen, they're basically saying, "Yeah, Demello, you're not good enough to be a regular number six guy." Yeah, that's a great point, dude. And the fact that, you know, I mean, we've heard rumors and rumors, and you, you just don't know if rumors are true. But it, if this is true, that the Sharks are kicking the tires on Cody Franson, and if he goes chooses to go somewhere else... He could go, fact, and he could be very inexpensive. That's the thing. I mean, he'll be a million dollars or sure. less. But, but even so, I think that that signing could mean two things. It could mean, one, that the Sharks don't believe in Dylan DeMello, and that they want to either have make DeMello prove it and force Franson to be the seventh guy. And if you're paying him a million to be that Scott Hannon role of a couple years ago, then the Sharks had the money to do it. And if somebody got hurt, you could do a lot worse than Cody Franson filling in. Right. The other part of this could be, dude, and we're going back to the hockey trade scenario. If you sign Cody Franson and a deal came along where you could trade Justin Braun for JVR. Yeah. Then, then you suddenly have an extra defenseman to move around the roster. That's right. And backfill. So, if that's the plan, then that makes sense, right? Sure. Um, if if you're looking at have another defenseman in your hip pocket, Dylan Braun. If you can trade one of them to upgrade your forward core because you have Cody Franson on a cheap deal, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of trade. That's the kind of thinking that I'd like to see. That the Sharks 
they have a position of strength, even with no DeMello. They're still dealing from a position of strength with these defensemen. If you can add Franson, then maybe you can make a hockey trade. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We're trying to get inside the mind of a very tan man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. And there's, and next week we'll talk more about the, the offensive core, which is full, chock full of question marks. Sure. Frankly, I look over, I look over this team. There's like literally like three guys. I'm like, yeah, those guys should be on the roster for sure. And then the rest <laughs> of them, I'm like, I'm not, not, not certain, not certain. Yeah. I, the, the lack of puck moving and offensive potential from the blue line as a core is a concern. You have the most elite offensive defenseman in the world. Right. Although some Eric Carlson fans would maybe argue that, but sure. I mean, the, the hardware proves it out at least currently. And then the rest limited offensively except for Tim Heed, who was very effective on the AHL level, that's a missing component from the Sharks' blue line. And it, it makes me feel like Tim Heed is going to get a long, long look to be that sixth guy, to see if he can be the one who can be the second power play quarterback on this team. Because otherwise, I don't really see it. And I don't love putting a forward back there. Like, I just, I don't love that. I don't mind it as much as you do. It's pretty standard practice. A lot uh, of I do just, it. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Dude, what other uh, stuff is there, should we be uh, speaking of here? I don't, I don't know, other than Patrick Marlowe wearing a Toronto jersey. Yeah. It's been it's been pretty quiet here it's in the NHL lot, land. Dude. I mean, there's not a lot going on. Now what, there's rumors uh, that Duchesne won't report to camp, but that's there's nothing behind that. Um, Yager's willing to wait for the right NHL offer. Yeah, it might might happen if somebody encounters an injury. You could see. Gosh, I'd really like to see him end up in Pittsburgh. I think that that would be just a fun story. That would be great. You know, and they could use him because they lost Matt Cohen. Right. So I keep an eye on that. Just what a kind of a fun, nostalgic. Story some stuff about uh, uh, Kyle Ocposo's health. You know, looks like he's on the mend, dude. More Marlowe as a Maple Leaf. Stamkos appears to be ready for camp. Drysidle extensions, Pasternak extensions, dude. Um, Sam Bennett appears to be holding out, dude. Um, minor drama. Minor drama. Oh, uh, Shane Doan retired. Yes, that's, that's big news, especially for our division. Sure. I I mean you know Shane Doan was a beast. I he's mean, a like, great, great player, great great player, great player. A lot of respect for that guy, and he's had a wonderful career. And I completely understand him not wanting to move to another team. It'll be interesting to see what the personality of that team is like because they've kind of taken on his like you know junkyard dog personality for so long. Mm -hmm. What will with a new coach and a new core of players? What will that team look like? Right. And Aginla, there was a. I heard a rumor that Aginla was offered a PTO for the Oilers, but that has not, as of yet, happened. Do you think Jerome Aginla would be interested in taking a PTO, or you think he just wants a contract? Well, I mean, it is your ego going to get in the way of? He has not put up the numbers no. to demonstrate 
that he would be better than any, you know, possible young player that they would want to take a look at. That's true. So that's true. But he's had a Hall of Fame career. Sure. So, so sometimes you need to be like Shane Doan and know when it's over. That's right. So I I don't think anyone's going to offer him a deal. I think people would only offer him tryouts. If he wants to play, I think he's going to have to take a tryout. There's a lot of teams that, or a lot of players that are in that boat still, dude. You want to pull up and kind of end with this. You saw that uh, Thomas Vonick signed a one-year deal with the Vancouver Canucks, which I, did I see that. find to be amusing, but... Well. I mean, there's some good NHL work. players or... here. You know, uh, Dennis Weidman, not, not a, a bad, not a bad player. And he's just he was making six million dollars last year. Is doing now nothing. Brian Gianta, Brooks, like, did he retire or did he just? He did... had some health problems, dude. I mean, I, I I don't know if he officially retired, but he he who, had definitely. Who, had... who married that dancer lady? What? Julianne Huff. Didn't a hockey player marry her? Wasn't it Brooks like? I don't know. I don't read know read your People magazine. I don't read it. There's Cody Franson sitting there. Yeah. Available, Scroll, uh, sorted by games played, dude. I'm curious to see, or time on ice. Games played, I mean, these are regular NHL players. Chris Kelly, 82 games plays. Chris Vanderveld played thir- 81 games. Uh, these are unsigned players. Alex Chason, 81 games. 20. 26 years old. Yeah. Unsigned. That's Interesting. Su- surprising. Hmm. Uh, some of these guys are RFAs. Roman Polak, yep. <laughs> still out there and available. Scotty Upshaw, 73 games. I mean, this is a guy. Uh, I mean, Daniel Winnick, dude. I mean, yeah. that that one is something wrong with Daniel Winnick, right? <laughs> I'd love to. God, can we get Dan Boyle on the show and ask him? That might be the first thing I want to ask him. You think he's going to rip ex-teammates already? No. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't, happen. but it doesn't mean we want to ask him. Right. Yeah, I, I want to ask him. I want to know if there's an insight. Maybe Daniel Winnick is just the unluckiest guy ever it, he, maybe he there's just, something wrong dude because he's not a bad nhl player he's a good nhl he player. had 25 points in 72 games last year for a team that was a the best team in the nhl in the regular season yes and then and it only, right? only wait wait where did he end it was he on was he on pittsburgh or was he on washington last year i was on washington god dude i can't click on it okay i thought he was on washington last year wasn't he I mean, he's played. This is the whole point. He's played for so many damn teams. It's hard to keep track. I know it's impossible. Where was he? He was with the Caps Washington, last year, dude. I mean, look at how many teams he's played for. He played for Arizona. He's played for Colorado Sharks, the Ducks, the Leafs, the Pens. He's had seven NHL teams. I know. Maybe he has like a clicking sound in his jaw when he chews. <laughs> it's just really annoying when he's at the meals. What's up, Winnick? <laughs> Clicky Winnick, they call him. Great PB and J, <laughs> dude. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, the rest, then you sort of start to get down into uh, some pretty slim pickings, but... Mark Stewart's available? You jumps for Mark Stewart, dude? Come on. Mm, no, come on. No. Come on, dude. No. no. I was thinking of the other Stewart. No, I was thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of... Uh, Stewart Smalley? I was thinking Mar- Mark Stahl. Uh, <laughs> wrong no, guy. No, no, definitely wrong guy. Dude. Wrong guy. Wrong well, guy. dude, uh, I think we've... We've done some some good work today. Yes, I think we have. We we've got some things to think about, and and we're not that far away from preseason games. We're not that far away from NHL hockey. I'm I'm get I'm starting to get excited a little bit. Are you? Yeah, I kind of am. I'm getting curious. I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm curious, dude. I hope that Meyer scores fifty goals. Yeah, and LeBanc has eighty assists, and the Sharks go all the way to the cup. I want that to be true. We have an Alexander. 
Wenberg situation like there was in in Columbus last year. This guy kind of came out of nowhere. They gave him a big contract. Right. Good. That's I I would love that. I would love it to happen. I am concerned that we're going to be given one message and if if they give one message and they do the other, that's not so bad. I can deal with that. If they give one message and then they continue Ex- with that message, <laughs> if when they give they give one message and then execute it poorly, <laughs> yeah, right. That's not what it's, we want. No, that's not what we want. That's not what we want. Well, dude, next week, let's see. Next week, are we going to do the draft, the teams draft? Oh, next week? dude, no, we got to wait closer to the season yeah. because if there's injuries or stuff, and I got to get, I got to get I, a dartboard. It, it just it, it will prolong your poor decision making. I need a dartboard, dude. I might have to throw darts. You're here. just gonna throw darts? I might. I'm considering it. Hmm. Why not? <laughs> if I threw darts the last Tim, four seasons, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have it's yielded any you. different results. I'll laugh when you throw and hit Colorado first. <laughs> you won't like that strategy if that's like, like Colorado. I'll reserve the right <laughs> to veto the dart. Dart Vancouver? Uh, no, I'm not choosing uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I do Vancouver. I see Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right. All right, dude, we're getting close. Camp's going to open pretty soon, and we'll be back next week. Talk about forwards. All right, dude, bye. Bye. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.